You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Fran. John Wentworth of the Wentworth Company Incorporated is our guest. And I'd just like to say that we stream our show live on OC Talk Radio and all of our shows are available on iTunes as one of our primary podcasting sites. If you, if you subscribe to iTunes and you listen to our radio show, do me a favor. I would really appreciate it. If you could go on to the iTunes platform and register a review of the Critical Mass Radio Show. It makes such a huge positive impact on the visibility of our show to others who might benefit from listening to it, and it only takes a few minutes of your time. We greatly appreciate if you do that, and I would ask you if you could just take a few minutes to positively rate Critical Mass Radio Show on iTunes or any of the podcasting services that you might use. John, welcome to the show. Rick, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. You know, you have a recruitment company, right? It's true. The Wentworth Company. That's a difficult space at times, and it's either difficult because nobody's hiring or everybody's hiring, it seems to me. You guys you guys bounce from feast to famine and back and forth, but talk to me a little bit about what makes the Wentworth Company unique and different in your space. Well, we've been around continuously for 31 years. Okay. Got about 20,000 hires under our belt for wow. 550 companies, about an 80 to 90% success rate. And with all of that, we get buffeted by the winds, just as all of our competitors do. Right. And I think the Great Recession really exaggerated the what can be a feast, feel like to me, watching it from the outside, a feast or a famine space, right? How did you weather the Great Recession? Uh, I was fortunate to have some capital behind me and was able to keep the doors open. It was it was a very difficult time for everybody. Because business just stopped, didn't it? It, it, just, it, it didn't just trickle. It just absolutely stopped. Never seen anything yeah. like that in my yeah. professional career. Not in my 31 years of doing this either. You know. Right, right. And people were afraid to make a decision. And I'm sure you, because then you're also dealing with human capital. So you have these candidates who are probably calling in. Asking for advice and insight as well, right? Well, candidates didn't want to move during the recession oh, because it was the devil they knew versus the devil they didn't know, and they preferred the devil that they did know. Right. You can never tell if the next company is blowing a lot of smoke and really is not financially stable. Right. And so um, it was very hard to find talent to move, and uh-huh. it was very, fine, very hard to find companies that wanted to hire talent. So, so technically, we've put the recession in our rearview mirror, but psychologically, are you... Are you finding it that people are still a little reluctant to leave their current employer, or are you seeing more confidence in that area? I'm, I'm seeing more caution and reluctance on the employer side. Oh, really? Employees seem to be fine. Okay. Um, it, it's also true you can get an awful lot more information now than you could 15 years ago about companies. Right. So I think that may be helping the employees, the, the candidates, feeling uncomfortable uh-huh. about moving. but. Um, our experience is that companies are being very cautious about adding um, headcount at all levels in the company. I could, or at the top more. I mean, j- we we work from um, if we're if we're. We work at the low end from $45,000 up to a couple hundred thousand dollars. Sure. We're experiencing that all the way across that range. Okay. Are your client? where geographically are your clients? Um, mostly in Southern California, but all over the place. We ran all the IT recruiting for Amtrak in Washington, D.C. for a while. Do you specialize in any niche like IT? or 20,000 20, hires, 550 companies, every discipline. Okay. We, we have focused on a process. Well, I, well, I got into recruiting because I had not ever seen recruiting being done well. 
Really? And so I thought I, I would just, for the heck of it, give it a try. And uh-huh. It only took me about 28 years, but I finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the secret? Applying all of the tools, applying the tools that the rest of the company uses as commonplace practices, which are never applied to recruiting, hmm. planning, decision theory, uh, quantitative analysis, uh, the science part of psychology around around measurement, this, the, just the application of tools that are there for everybody to use. We apply them; others don't. Okay, it's a huge differentiation. One of the um, one of the areas that I believe could be a differentiator in your profession is it's supply and demand, right? So let, let's pretend that I'm an employer, so I have demand. I'm on the demand side of the equation. I have a, I have a need for a position. The likelihood of me finding the ideal candidate is somewhat dependent on your ability to source the ideal candidate. Source and identify. Right. Correctly. Right. Right. So after all these years in the space, you must you must have spent a lot of time on your system focusing on how do we really identify and bring to the market the, the, the best kind of candidates that me as a, as a potential employer is looking to hire. I, I actually don't do a lot of honest work any longer. I come and chat with guys like you instead. Oh, good. Said, but well, well, the, good for the, you. The, the people who do the work, right. yes, very very much what you said. Our experience is that finding candidates is about 15% understanding the organization of the professional community. Okay. And 85% hard work. Okay. And that that's where a lot of recruiters fail is they just are not willing to put in the muscle again and again every day to turn over enough rocks to find the right people. Right. The second issue is identifying them. We ran a survey twice in the 30 years that we've been in business, um, print the same questions, remarkably similar results. And number one, the, the, the biggest complaint that everybody had about recruiters was that they didn't understand the jobs. Well, I cannot evaluate wow. a candidate and, and look you in the eye and tell you I have the, the person that you really want if I really don't understand the job. And so I have, instead of recruiters at the front end, I have vice presidents of HR. So okay. they're, they're more senior, more seasoned, been around a lot more, got a lot more miles on them, uh-huh. understand jobs. Okay. And then we deconstruct jobs into 35 behavioral um, scaled on the one through five scale requirement, single event behaviorals and scaled. And then we share those with the client and we bring some resumes back and calibrate, make sure we heard them correctly. We, we have a very methodical process to make sure that we are looking for the exact person that you really, truly want. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't find it, instead of coming back and saying there isn't anybody, we'll come back with a picture of the labor market and say you can't have this, but you can have this instead or this instead and bring you some choices. So you can get the work done, but it may not be with the configuration skills that you really thought you were going to go after in the first place. In the 30 years, and I'm talking with John Wetworth. He is the president of the Wetworth Company Incorporated. In 30 years you've been in this space, John Wetworth, are you are you seeing any changes in how the um, the attitude of the of the um, of the hiring company? In other words, the, the how they how they present the job offer to you, what they expect the candidates to be able to qualify to. I mean, is there a different level of what they're looking for in a candidate? I, I'm not sure I'm putting those words in right, but do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, they, I think the answer is no. Okay. I, I think almost nothing has changed. Really? Ex- except for the wrappings. There's a, a lot of new Christmas paper around a lot of pieces of recruiting and a lot of bows. Okay. Uh, applicant tracking systems. 
things like that uh-huh. are are just remarkably useless, but very very popular. <laughs> You threw me there with that remarkably useless. I was going to say useful. Why do you think they're useless? Well, because they, they don't, they don't, they, they, they help you count candidates. Well, there are 14 candidates in this box and six candidates in that box, and that's pretty much all they do. Okay. The, the big need is to understand whether you have the right person right. or not. And right. they don't do anything. Not, not one single one has a, a system that, um, breaks down the job and then evaluates, helps, helps the recruiter evaluate candidates against very specific criteria. They just don't do that. So we're, it sounds like we're talking about the science-based innovative approach that Wentworth is using. Very to much. Help. Okay. Um, in that, are you also looking at fit, culture fit, fit of the candidate in the, in the company's culture? We think that there are five domains of fit. Okay. The first is, can you do it or have you done it? Okay. Second is, do you want to do it? And uh, That's an important one, isn't it? It is. The third is, it really should be the second. I got out of order. You actually have the underlying intellectual potential to do it. Okay. Are you saying that you run an accounting department, but in fact you, never, you ran an accounting department really badly? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, yeah. so have have you done it? Can do you really have the chops to do it? Okay. Third is, do you want to do it? Fourth is, do you fit the boss? And fifth is, do you fit the corporate culture, the organizational culture? Uh-huh. So, if if any one of those domains is out of whack, you're going to have turnover right. or low performance or something terrible. So, what's success as far as candidate placement for you? What is a successful hire? I mean, is it? time in the job is it the that, that they do that the the new employee does well okay meets the performance standards of the job second they stay as long as the company wants them to stay and third is if they're promotable if they if the company wants them to be promotable that they are promotable okay we're talking with john wentworth he is the president Founder, true. The, the, all, all, the, all the above. Yes. We, CEO. We can get all kind of kinds of fancy titles, but basically, he's the he's the man behind the brand. If you want to think of him that way, the Wentworth Company Incorporated. Uh, is your job? Is your industry project based? In other words, I need to make a bunch of hires. I do a bunch of hires, and then I go to sleep on you for a while. I mean, what what is the nature? How have you been successful for thirty years? Is it by finding a few clients that you've done? research with and placements what is your business model the well we we charge hourly rather than a percentage of salary okay and then we set performance goals for ourselves we report vividly and frequently about how we're doing against the performance goals and we offer our clients a 30 second no penalty cancellation clause that can shoot us at any time so if we don't please you today you can fire us tomorrow is it an exclusive engagement yeah, very much so. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't have to be, but the clients are sort of nuts if they're going to pay us and a contingency firm on top of that. Okay. So, so that's that's our business model. The kinds of clients who are available to us fluxes with the economy during okay. during the recession. We would get one job from a client, and then they would, we wouldn't hear from them for a year, and then we would get a second job from that client. Back before the recession, we had. 75 openings at Amtrak wow. to burn our way through in, in senior senior level folks in the IT department. Um, we ran all of the uh, 
nurse recruiting for LA Care for four or five years. Mm-hmm. So it, it just really depends on the economic cycle. Right. Okay. We're talking with John Wetworth. We're going to take our uh, final commercial break here on Critical Mass, and uh, when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. I'm I'm curious about some other aspects of doing an intelligent and proper hire and finding the right business partner to do that. So uh, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with more questions for John after these words from our sponsors. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Wow. Marketing predictions are out for 2015, and marketing success is changing. Did you know that Google is now actively tracking your business and personal brand and online reputation? Online and offline marketing has changed. Google is driving more than 85% of your traffic. And if your brand is inconsistent or has poor mobile usability, your rankings and traffic can suffer in 2015. To learn how your business is currently viewed and what can be done to improve your brand's visibility and authority, Contact SunUp Group for a free marketing analysis. It could be a business game changer. Visit www.sunupgroup.com today or call 877-609-3840, extension 700. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. John Wentworth, president of the Wentworth Company, is our guest in studio. Before we get back to the interview, I just want you to know, if you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net, this Thursday I'm hosting a live event at Cal State University Long Beach. We are talking about the topic of curiosity in business. My guest, uh, two guests, will be the dean of the business school, Michael Salt. He is the dean of the business school at Cal State University, uh, Long Beach. And also, uh, Will Pomerantz. Will is VP for special projects for Virgin Galactic. They're one of the two firms that are offering space travel for, uh, for the common man here. And we're going to be talking about how is curiosity an important quality for leaders in the new business world. So if you'd like to attend, you can contact me. Go to my website, Critical Mass for Business. Learn more about the event. If you don't find what you need there, feel free to reach out to me. I am rfranzi at criticalmassforbusiness.com. All right. Um, John, what do you think is something a business owner 
looks over, looks past. They don't give it much thought when it comes to recruitment and hiring uh, of a staff for their business. My, my biggest frustration insofar as that's concerned is, is in this story. I was visiting with a, a tech group probably 10 years ago, now called Vistage and then called Tech. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, They're competitors of mine. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, Competition's good, John. Um, I, I did a little pitch about, I did a little, little talk about how recruiting worked, and then somebody said, well, tell us about your company, and I told them about my company, and the uh, CEO of a very well-known franchise in Southern California said, you can't do that. And I was doing it, uh-huh. and I said, oh, I and I started stuttering and stuttering, <laughs> and um, I said, well, I, you know, I'm doing it right now with these three or four or five or six customers, and he said, well, you can't do it with my company. And it suddenly dawned on me that recruiting has been done so badly for so long that people just cannot imagine recruiting being done well. And the result is they have expectations that are way too low. Okay. And they, they need to be getting out their little aluminum baseball bat and thumping headhunters on the head with the, their baseball bat and making them live up to the promise. Right. And, um, and, and they don't do that. And the result is they get a lot of times not very good recruiting and not very good staff. And they're miserable and it hurts their business. I would argue it's a consistent consistently over the arc of the business it's the most important decisions you're going to make as the people that you bring into your company to help you grow it and then you know in that context i completely agree with you why in the world is hr the back end of the organizational dog and recruiting the back end of the hr dog and why do you think this the most junior kids and put them in your hr department as recruiters oh. scratch my head i just have never figured that out but right I, I think your observation is absolutely correct right especially for the kind of companies that listen to the show, which are five to a hundred million dollar companies, mm-hmm. uh, having an engaged workforce, in my mind, is the is their best defense against their larger competitors. Because many large companies don't have a very engaged workforce, and if you if you're fifty million, you ought to have a crack at being able to really build a vibrant, great place to work. Yes. Okay, and that comes with hiring the right people. All right, we're talking with John Wentworth, and we're talking about all things recruiting. Uh, I'd like to ask some of my guests on the show. Of all the things you've learned in your business career, do you have a guiding principle, a philosophy that you're using to continue to lead and grow your firm? What what I've discovered over the over the years um, is is that you you bring your whole self to work, and all your other employees bring their whole selves to work. Um, and as a manager, I need to pay attention to the, the entire person. I can't just deal with the superficial. I can't just deal with the, the face, perhaps, that they're sort of professionally showing me. But I need to make sure that that I pay attention to all of them hmm. and, and respond correctly to all of them. I spent a year in Vietnam getting shot at and shooting at folks, and I've got not raging PTSD, but I certainly have PTSD, and I need to pay attention to that right. to make sure that I don't bring that rage to, to the, my work party. Right. And uh, similarly, I, as I need to tend to myself, I need to tend to other people as well. And I learned a lot about managing from being a parent, and I learned a lot about parenting from being a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Words from John Wentworth. He is the voice and the name behind and the man behind the Wentworth Company Incorporated. Uh, about two minutes left here on the radio show. What do you see for growth? What's the next 30 years hold for you, John? We are just starting to see the kind of jobs that we get changed from the little one-offs 
two groups of positions. Okay. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic. We've had three companies, the last three companies who have come to us have had big hunks of work for us to do. Okay. And that's, I think, a sign of a healthier economy, than right. a, a, a sort of institutionalized optimism. Right. And um, and more groceries on my table at home. So. Right. I'm very happy. So the future's that. bright. Yeah, I think it is. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. If somebody wanted to learn about your firm, how do they find you online? Wentco.com, www.wentco.com. Give me that again. Wentco, W-E-N-T-C-O.com. Okay. Uh, it's our website, and um, my I am on it, John Wentworth, and yeah, my contact info is there. Uh-huh. I love to talk to folks. Okay. I'm sure after, hopefully after hearing this interview, either live on octalkradio.net or maybe off of one of our podcasting sites, people want to give you and your firm a try, at least learn more about what you do. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. Finally, I was able to get you onto the program. You're a part of our community. Thank you for what you do and continued success. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, that's going to wrap up the show for this time. I want to thank our sponsors, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and, of course, we support various Orange County nonprofits like 1OC. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Joan Park. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about my business, Critical Mass for Business, maybe you want to look at my CEO peer groups that I lead or possibly advertise here on the radio show, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 